Thank you for that song. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of John, Gospel of John, chapter number 17. Also, John chapter number 3 will be in both uh, chapters. I'm planning on preaching from uh, John 3 this morning, but starting out in John 17, hopefully uh, we'll be in John 17 tonight. I'm trying not to preach tonight's message as I read from uh, this part uh, of the chapter, uh, but uh, we'll get a little bit longer of an introduction. Uh, and then give you some points here uh, at the end of our service time uh, this morning. I'd like to invite you to stand, if you would, please. And we're going to read uh, from John chapter number 17, our text. Uh, and then we're going to pray, and then we'll get into things. We'll begin reading uh, in verse number, well, let's back up to verse number um, 14. The Bible says, I have given them thy word, speaking of uh, his disciples, uh, and the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from, evil, from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message today. Speak to our hearts, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Um, the world is a crazy place. We all know that. And if you've been here for any length of time, you know that, uh, that uh, I talk about uh, different issues of the day and apply those, of course, to Scripture. And, uh, and uh, one of the, uh, I guess, favorite sayings or directions that I go in preaching uh, is the truth and the fact that we are, we're not of this world. The Bible says we're um, seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm a dual citizen uh, of America, and I'm a citizen of heaven. Uh, I'm in Christ, uh, and I'm an ambassador uh, for, uh, for Jesus. And so we're salt and we're light. And uh, in saying that, uh, the point that I make often uh, is it's, bless, it's a blessing as a Christian to have that as a perspective. Um, when we look at life and its difficulties and just all the crazy stuff that's going on and will go on, and by the way, it's going to get worse uh, before the Lord comes back, uh, and it will do us all well to just understand that and, and to, to know what the Scripture says about it. Uh, but uh, we know that God's in control. He's a sovereign God. Uh, we know that he works in the affairs of men. We know God's uh, prophetic timeline uh, and, and where we as, uh, as uh, uh, the local church, where we as Christians, we all, uh, we're, uh, how we're involved in that. Uh, one of my, uh, it's not a pet peeve, I guess, it's pretty close, uh, is when Christians get so caught up uh, in, uh, in preparing for all the stuff that's going on here. Uh, again, you should prepare. If you have food stores or whatever, uh, you're prepared for the zombie apocalypse uh, and whatever. Just let me know because I need to know where the food is. Uh, and uh, and uh, so anyways, uh, but uh, I'm not saying don't prepare for all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but in the word of God, God never tells us to prepare for that. Uh, he tells us what's going to happen. Uh, and, and then also tells us what we're supposed to do in the interim. 
uh, how we're to prepare uh, for heaven uh, and what we're supposed to do. We're to occupy till he comes. We're supposed to be busy serving him. So if uh, the news of the world and all the, you know, uh, this has happened and that's happened and when's the Antichrist going to be revealed and on and on and on, uh, you can get so caught up in all that stuff that you, um, you're so worried and filled with anxiety uh, that you just can't even function uh, as, a, as a human being. Uh, all of that, if, if what you see in the news stresses you out uh, and it's got you filled with anxiety, you know what you ought to do? You ought to go tell somebody about Jesus. Because uh, that's really uh, what should motivate us when we see uh, all the stuff that's going on in the world. So as a Christian, we're to have the perspective that we're heavenly citizens, we're, we're ambassadors for Christ, we represent Him, uh, we're pilgrims, we're just passing through. This life is a vapor, we're here just for a little bit. Uh, and if the Lord doesn't, you know, the trump doesn't sound, the rapture doesn't take place, uh, we, we have a job to do, and that is to uh, preach the gospel to people. Last night, uh, after I got back uh, from uh, the church and different things, I took a, a motorcycle ride. I was out in Eatonville uh, and, uh, and got a Subway sandwich uh, while I was out there. And while I was there, there were a bunch of teenagers that were uh, in the parking lot, um, bicycles and skateboards and all the different things, doing jumps and tricks and whatever. And so as I sat there just kind of watching, watching them, I began to watch all the people, uh, both the store owners. There's actually, they have like a security guard that sits out there and chatted him up for a little bit. And, uh, and people were, um, you know, uh, irritated. I'll just put it that way, uh, at these young people. They were just doing what young people do and uh, just uh, playing and, and just uh, having, a, having a good time doing that. And, uh, and I watched one gentleman. Uh, he just got out of his car, and, and, uh, and I'd seen him the whole time, and these kids weren't even around him or whatever, and he just gets out, and he's yelling at them, you know, you kids shouldn't be here, and on and on and on. And, uh, and the guy whose job it was didn't even bother him. Uh, didn't say anything to him. And at one point, one of the kids on the skateboard, he flipped off of it and it smacked into the side uh, of, uh, of the wall of the restaurant and you know, people look and whatever. I'm saying all that to say uh, people get, they're frustrated. They get frustrated with stuff that's going on all around them. Uh, and uh, and uh, so several people confronted these kids, told them to leave. Uh, of course, you know, that when, when you do that, that gives them an attitude uh, and it makes them not want to leave. That's why, you know, here at the church, we have people that come around. Uh, we're very uh, mindful of what we say and do because we don't want them cutting screens out of our windows and graffiti and everything. And, and, uh, and so just to go out there. And here's, here's what I often tell people to do. Uh, if you want people to, to leave your property, go out there and give them a gospel track and start telling them about Jesus. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of two things are going to happen. They're either going to settle in and listen uh, or they're going to leave. And, uh, and so what I did uh, is I just went out and said, hey, guys, how you doing, whatever. And I introduced myself as a pastor and, uh, and started, started witness to them. They didn't leave. They listened uh, for a little bit. But you know what they need? They didn't, they didn't necessarily need, and they should behave. Uh, they shouldn't trespass or loiter or, or whatever. I think people need to be respectful of other people's property. Uh, that being said, um, what they just needed was, I felt like they just needed talking to, but not a rebuke, but just to tell them uh, about the Lord. God has set us here to do that, uh, to, to witness the people, to share the gospel uh, with, with people. But we get frustrated with the world 
Uh, and we know that God says we're supposed to be in the world, not to love the world. First John chapter number 2. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Uh, if you love the world, the love of the Father uh, is not in you. And we can argue all day if it's uh, world, what's worldly, what's worldliness, is a world system. Um, most people understand what worldly is and what worldly isn't. Uh, it isn't that big of a gray area. Uh, we like it to be because we want to be worldly. Uh, and uh, so, but we know we're to be, we're, we're citizens of heaven, we are in the world, we're not to be of the world. And because of that, uh, we, as Bible-believing Christians, if somebody asks me what kind of Baptist I am, I say I'm independent from a Baptist, uh, and if they need clarification, here's what I do. I say I'm a separatist Baptist. And, uh, and that usually you know, makes me their friend or not their friend uh, in, that, in that very moment. But I believe in personal holiness. I believe that God wants us to, to uh, be holy as He is holy and, and to walk with Him and to abide in Christ. There's, the Bible's just filled with scriptures concerning, concerning that. And so I'm a, a, a separatist Baptist. But um, being a separatist Baptist over the years, uh, there have been different types of movements. Like I said a couple weeks ago, um, it would be like my kids are grown. Uh, the missionaries, Dodson, he texted me this morning. He said, my kids are curious uh, about how old, uh, how old your kids are. And I, I was kind of flattered. I'm like, I got grandkids. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so I told them the age of, of, of my kids. I, I couldn't imagine in, as a parent um, raising children uh, in the school systems and things that we, that we have today. It is, it is an absolute you know, uh, mess in all the things that they're exposed to. And so uh, I said a couple weeks ago, uh, it would be a, a difficult thing to have kids in a public school. But the mentality is, uh, and should be as Christians, and it has been in, in, in the past where Christians say, well, I'm putting my children in the uh, public school to be missionaries to the public school. Uh, and um, that's a, a wonderful goal. Um, however, uh, there's also spiritual laws. That which is holy is always profane. That which is unholy. Uh, and uh, a lot of things in those, those public schools can rub off on, uh, on kids. Uh, and you've got to be very, very careful and, and, and have wisdom uh, in, in all of that that's involved. But what happens is we, uh, we become isolationists uh, in a way. Uh, we separate from the world because the Bible says we're not to love it. Uh, we're, not to be, to, we're to be in it, but not of it is the principle uh, that is taught both in 1 John, here in John 17, John chapter number 15, elsewhere in the Bible. Uh, God's called us out from among them to be, we're separate. Uh, we're peculiar people. That doesn't mean be weirdos, uh, but, uh, but God, uh, we're, He's separated us. He's called us. We've been saved. We're His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto uh, good works, and He's ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, so there's many things that God says all about that. Uh, but, uh, but this passage of Scripture kind of puts a little bit of a, uh, of a twist on our understanding uh, of, of being separate and, and isolated uh, from the world around us. And so I want to just point something out, which is going to get us back into John chapter number three. Uh, but look back at our text again. This is Jesus praying. Now, Jesus is our intercessor. Brother Dodson had alluded to it uh, about praying uh, to a priest uh, in Catholicism uh, to absolve you 
uh, of, of your sin. When the Bible says there's only one mediator between God and man, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. He also says, call no man father while here on earth. <laughs> and uh, in my pastor, you say, uh, he's not going to go to uh, uh, a guy dressed like mama and call him papa <laughs> or whatever uh, and, uh, and to go and confess his sins to them. Uh, and uh, we have a mediator, Jesus, at the right hand of God, he, he prays, he intercedes for us, and I'm thankful uh, for our intercessory, um, um, the prayer that he does uh, for us. But here we have prayers in the Bible that Jesus prayed. This is before his crucifixion, and he's praying. Um, what you read in the Gospels that we would call the Lord's Prayer is not the Lord's Prayer, it's the model prayer. Uh, but here we find the Lord praying for his disciples. He's getting them ready, uh, preparing them uh, for what's about to take place. And again, um, they're missing it. It's going in one ear and out the other, over their heads. And there's reasons for all that in the sovereignty of God, in his plan. Uh, but uh, but there's, there's also, um, from a human standpoint, uh, they just missed a lot of stuff uh, that Jesus was, Jesus was trying to teach them. So he's praying for them. Uh, and, uh, and he prays a number of things, which I'll get into uh, in this evening's uh, service. Uh, but he says this in verse 15, well, verse 14, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. You know, the Bible teaches us that they hated our Savior, they're going to hate us. And in as much as I believe in uh, you speak the truth, you speak the truth in love, um, his word is truth. Uh, we're living in a day where everybody has their own truth. Uh, but there are absolute truths, and I'm thankful for the Bible. In an, in an ever-changing world, I have the Word of God that never changes, uh, and that I serve a God that doesn't change. Uh, and, uh, and His Word is truth. So when I'm challenged by people who say, well, that's your truth, uh, that's not my truth, uh, well, then, you know, um, I keep giving them the truth uh, until they stop listening to me. Uh, or it, it, and by the way, that God has a promise that is connected to His truth in His Word. Uh, and we sow that seed uh, of the Word of God in their heart. It won't return unto Him void. Uh, and, uh, and so the Bible tells us that the world's going to uh, hate you. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, you become a Christian and you're a sold-out Christian. You're, you know, you're, you're bought into going to church and reading your Bible and you want to be a dedicated Christian. Uh, you won't have to break up with your friends. They'll break up with you. Uh, and uh, I know a lot of young people worry, like, how, what am I going to do? Uh, when, I, when I decided as a teenager that I was going to live for God, uh, then I didn't, I didn't get the invites to the parties anymore. Um, they, they, didn't, they didn't want that. So that, all that work uh, happens for you. You don't really have to worry about it. They say, well, I don't want that. I want to have friends. Uh, friends that will bail on you, um, they're not your friends anyways. Uh, and, uh, and maybe lead them to Christ, and uh, they can be a brother, <laughs> not just a friend, uh, but a brother or sister uh, in the Lord. Um, if, we are, if our Christian life isn't at least soliciting from the world around us uh, a little bit of hatred, animus <laughs> uh, towards, uh, towards us, um, then we might not be living um, uh, like a lighthouse, and we not, might not be uh, living uh, as salt uh, in the earth. Uh, people ought to know you're a Christian. That shouldn't be a secret. Uh, and, and, you, and you shouldn't have to wear a I Love Jesus t-shirt uh, to show that you're a Christian. Uh, you, people should listen to you, see you, communicate with, communicate with you. You should be a Christian on your job. Everybody around you should know that you're a Christian. 
your neighbors, uh, friends, you know, uh, people in your family, obviously. Um, we shouldn't be secret uh, agents, uh, if you will, in our Christian life. So if the, world, uh, if the world loves what we do at Berean Baptist Church, then we're probably not doing it right. Um, that's not to say we aren't hospitable or love people. We love people and we reach out to people. We had people yesterday, several people got uh, saved uh, in the service. Uh, and, uh, and so the, we, we love people. We want to see people get saved. But this is the Lord's church. And uh, we are supposed to do um, Christianity and to live out our faith in a way that pleases God. And not everything that people do in the name of religion uh, in general, and even in the name of Bible-believing faith, uh, is done in a way that, uh, that pleases the Lord. He says, the world's going to hate you because they are not of the world, uh, even as I am not of the world. Uh, what that means is that if you're a child of God, you're not of this world. You're not a worldling. Uh, and so to love the world and the things that are in the world is inconsistent uh, with being born again, and that's Uh, laid out for us in other passages that I've already mentioned. Verse 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Elsewhere, the Bible says that uh, the world hears them. Uh, The world hears worldlings because they are of the world. If the world loves the, the, the man of God and the preaching, he's, a, he's a, uh, an internet YouTube uh, sensation. And by the way, um, uh, we're not on YouTube and all those things because it just, all it is is a, a pain. Uh, and uh, we would be hammered all the time uh, for our positions, the things that we stand on. I, I, I do not have any aspirations uh, of being a YouTube celebrity pastor. Uh, and, uh, but it, it, if, the world, if the world loves... Uh, the celebrity pastor, there's something's broken uh, that's in there because the world won't hear God's message. The preaching of uh, 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 the uh, preaching is foolishness to them uh, that uh, aren't saved. Uh, and he says this, verse 17, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. We have uh, representatives of bearing precious seed here today uh, who are giving out, printing, uh, and sending out the word of God. Um, Bible says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Uh, Many promises in the Bible about the Bible, and we know that we've got to get Scripture to people. uh, And it says uh, what what Jesus was saying in this gospel was that you are going to be in it. You're in the world. And I'm not praying that God would take you out of the world, uh, but that he would keep you and sanctify you and protect you while you're in there. He says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the, out of the world, verse 15, but thou shouldest keep them from evil. And that is done by sanctifying, consecrating, and cleansing us uh, through uh, the word. And the word is truth, uh, and it is absolute truth. I believe every, every jot and tittle uh, and the Word of God is inspired uh, and is important. Uh, and every little, uh, everything we read in there has value. For those of you who have just done the 90-day Bible reading challenge, um, you know, we, I challenge you, don't skip over stuff. Uh, don't been there, done that. Genealogies, in fact, even this last Wednesday, we showed uh, how uh, the genealogy of uh, our Lord, uh, both with, through Mary and Joseph, both run through Solomon uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and Nathan and through David. David. Uh, and those are important. They're in there uh, for a reason, and we study them out. There's great truth in that. Verse 18, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Now, here's, here's a challenge, uh, not the, the main point from this morning, 
Um, it is true. Uh, we are to be in the world and not of the world. Um, God's called us to be separate uh, and, and all that I've already mentioned. Uh, but he's also set us free um, and saved us from the world to send us back into the world. So when I got saved in 1987 uh, and heaven became my home, and I accepted Christ as my Savior, um, seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, I became uh, a full-fledged citizen uh, of heaven through Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm thankful uh, that God set me free from my sin uh, and saved my soul and gave me a home in heaven. Uh, but um, he's, he sent me back in the world as salt and light. Um, the goal for us as Christians should be as parents to teach our young people um, how to, be, to live separated lives, but not isolated lives uh, in the world. Uh, that, that they are salt and light and that they're going to be there and they're going to be in the mix of things uh, that are in this world, but they're not to love it uh, and, uh, and, and not to be bought into it, whether it's a worldly thing or it's a worldly belief or a system, uh, but to be separate from that. Uh, but God sent us back into it uh, so, that, so that we could reach other people with the gospel. Now, if we go back to John chapter number 3. Um, yes, I'm going to use an example from yesterday. And we had a memorial here for Trudy. And uh, in, uh, whenever we do a memorial uh, at Berean Baptist Church, and I'll do, them, I'll do them for anybody. By the way, we don't, uh, we don't charge people to have memorials. We don't, we don't charge people to have weddings. And, and uh, we, we just try to use uh, the building uh, for the Lord. And, uh, and I just look at every opportunity to do a memorial service as an opportunity for, for me to give the gospel. All right? And so we, we weren't sure um, uh, who was going to be attending, like uh, most memorial services. You just don't know. There's not like an RSVP usually for like a wedding or whatever. So it's up in the air. You don't know who's coming. But we were praying and hoping that uh, people who don't know the Lord would, would be in attendance. And then we invited folks from the church because we wanted to, to be here in support uh, of the Eversols as well as, um, you know, to minister to people uh, that came. So as the service uh, was starting, uh, there were people that were coming that weren't part of the church. And man, I was excited and, uh, because I'm going to be able to give the gospel uh, to, uh, to folks today that, uh, that you say, how do you know they're not saved? Um, you know, um, I don't. I don't know people's hearts. Uh, but the Bible is clear that uh, we're known by our fruits. And, and, uh, and when we don't live for the Lord, chances might be that we don't belong to the Lord. And, uh, and so I just, I'm going to give the gospel. And so some had filled in over here and around, around the room, people I didn't recognize. And man, I, uh, I'm excited. I'm, and I, and, I, and I, I try to be, because I didn't know Trudy, I try to form the message uh, and things in a way that, uh, that's, Transparent. Everybody understands. I didn't know her, uh, and uh, and I never try to um, say things about people that I don't know their spiritual walk. And um, there's oftentimes preachers will put people in heaven or put people in hell, uh, and they don't they don't know uh, that person. But to be able to give comfort uh, to to people who are there uh, without uh, without uh, hurting people's feelings. And so I'm, I'm getting into the gospel message from, uh, from the, the scriptures and talking about Lazarus uh, in, in Jesus. And then all of a sudden, these, these people got up. These people got up. And, and, and everybody, that, everybody that was in the room that I wanted to give the gospel to left the room. 
Oh, thank you. Uh, and I thought, man, I'm like, does my, do I smell? Is that, uh, you know, did I say something wrong or whatever? But they just, they just all started getting up and it was, and it was frustrating. It was flustering me because I didn't know really where to go uh, in, in my message. Uh, and uh, so I began to kind of cut uh, things off a little bit. Uh, and uh, long story short, uh, the, and I mentioned it earlier about Brother Tom having PTSD, there was stuff that was going on outside. And, and uh, so as soon as the service gets done, because I, you know, I'm bummed because I give an invitation and, and nobody's going to, no, everybody that I wanted to respond to the invitation was not in the room. Is everybody with me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I clearly wanted to give them the gospel. Well, they all left to go outside. And so um, um, that's where I went. So I'm like, you're going to go outside? I'm going to go outside too. And, and I was chasing them around the parking lot. Like I'd go up, I'd start, and they, people would filter this way, and some would go. I'd chase them. I'd go inside. I'd follow them. I'd go sit by them. They'd go outside. Uh, and, uh, and so for whatever, I was just kind of, uh, you know, I scarfed my food down real quick, and then I went out there to, uh, to be able to witness. And, uh, and again, there, there are two, a young couple that got, got saved, and, and they are, it's a great-grandson? Great-grandson. Great-grandson and his girlfriend, uh, uh, finally got them out here and uh, uh, talking with him. And I said, hey, may, bring your girlfriend, come to my office, and, uh, and we'll talk about the Lord. And, and, uh, and he, uh, uh, both of them made professions of faith. He was just tore up. Uh, and it was a blessing uh, to be able to, to be part of that. But here's my, here's my point. Um, we can get frustrated uh, at the world and the world's response to spiritual things. Or we can just double down uh, on, on the fact that, that people are not going to like it. People are going to hate you. Uh, people are going to push back against the gospel. Uh, but where, where are they going to get the gospel, um, you know, out there, uh, if not getting it here? And, and, you know, and as much as people are going out there, whatever, and, uh, and, uh, and, and running from that, uh, and it's a, that's, people do that. That's a natural response. They don't want to hear it. Uh, the Word of God, when it's open, the Bible says it's like a mirror. Uh, and, and it reveals to us, um, you know, all the blemishes and everything that's, that's wrong with us. And, and, and people don't like that. And so, I mean, I, I understand when people are like, oh, we'll do the, you know, the memory thing, but the whole preaching stuff, uh, you know, we're going to skip out on that. Uh, but... But our God has left us in this world uh, to be salt and light and to take the gospel to people. Now, it, by the way, it's not just the preacher uh, that has been given that responsibility. It's all of us as Christians to bring the gospel to, to every creature. And, uh, and I love it when they come here. Uh, and, and we can minister them, love them, or whatever, give them the gospel. Uh, and, and that's, but also, we're supposed to go out in the highways and the hedges and be soul winners and all that. So I had to go soul winning out. And, and here's, what, uh, here's the thing. I believe, uh, and I'm a, I'm a biblical counselor. I do lots of counseling. And, uh, uh, and, and let me, I'm going to say this, and, and it might maybe make, offend some of you. Um, I believe that it doesn't matter what the problem is. Okay? Um, there's a one-size-fits-all solution uh, to, to most of it, and that's Jesus, all right? Again, it could be addiction, could be other types of things, uh, but with, with Christ uh, saving us and the Holy Spirit of God in us and the Word of God cleansing us, uh, you have a, a much better chance of getting victory over uh, all those things through Jesus. 
So as a, as a baseline, obviously, it doesn't matter if I'm counseling somebody marriage counseling, uh, it's addiction, uh, it's sexual abuse, whatever it is, um, I want to know, um, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Um, the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ in our own salvation and to learn how that we're to forgive others even as Christ has forgiven us. It's just, it's just foundational for everything. Uh, how can somebody get beyond uh, the difficulties they're having and struggles that they're having with addiction if they, can't, uh, if they can't get forgiveness or be forgiven? In fact, you go to a lot of programs, part of that in their fifth steps, uh, in talking about higher power and forgiveness, etc. cetera. Uh, it's all baked into all that because it's necessary. Jesus is the answer, and he is the one-size-fits-all for every single person, every single problem. It doesn't mean if somebody gets saved that they're not going to struggle with whatever it is that, that, that Jesus saved them from. Uh, that comes through sanctification and discipleship. Uh, and for some people, it takes longer than others. Uh, and there, by the way, um, lest we get too judgy, and let me say this, um, the whole, you shouldn't judge, that's not a Bible. We're supposed to judge uh, and be discerners. We're supposed to judge righteous judgment and uh, all of that being what it is. Um, every single one of us uh, is um, just a decision away from destroying everything. And, uh, and, when, and when, when I see people who are broken and messed up, uh, and uh, in, in all this stuff, uh, I used to get more frustrated about it than I am because now I just, I just understand that God has left me here um, in the world, not, not to be in it and of it, but, but sent me into, into the world to tell them about Jesus. Uh, and if every single one of us in this room just believed that truth, from the Word of God, uh, who knows what we could do. Uh, I have uh, uh, here in John chapter number 3, where I had you turn a moment ago, uh, and uh, I think I had like five or six points, uh, and it's already seven after. And, uh, and so I'm just going to give you just a couple of verses here, because uh, I don't want to keep you much longer. And you'll see, uh, when, when we present facts and truth to people, um, Sanctify, we're sanctified and kept through His Word. His Word is truth. We give the Word of God to people. And I say it's a one-size-fits-all. So I don't care if I'm talking to somebody out there in the parking lot who's addicted, addicted to drugs or their marriage is falling apart, um, their, their, their kids are a mess. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, if, if they're not saved, they need to understand these facts from uh, the Word of God. And, and, and you can go to almost every chapter in the Bible uh, in different books. You can find all these things in there. But let me give you, uh, I'm just going to show it to you, seven of them uh, in, in two minutes, all right? Uh, and uh, the first thing, uh, seven great facts from John chapter number three uh, that I share with people. Uh, from verse number 16, obviously, is uh, uh, the gift of, uh, of His Son, the gift of love. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We see that in John chapter number 3 and verse number 16. But we also see a fact in John 3, uh, and that's the mission of Christ and that's salvation. Verse number 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. You realize that everything we do and everything we're about as Christians, about the Lord, and about heaven and hell, and, and, uh, and, and trying to tell people about Jesus... Um, and what we do in our lives to make money and, and pay our bills and all of that, it is what it is. But God has saved you and called you for an express purpose, and that is to be a gospel witness, salt and light in this world. There is no exception to that. 
God may not have called you to preach or to be a missionary uh, to the military uh, in, uh, in Germany or, uh, or to print the word of God, but you uh, have a responsibility given to you by uh, the Lord himself uh, in his word. Uh, the fact that there's the gift of God, the mission of Christ. Verse number eight talks about the work of the spirit in all of that. Now, when it says the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. We read earlier in John 3, if you're a Bible reader, uh, that everybody is born, should be born of, of, the, of water, physical birth, and born of the Spirit, spiritual birth. Uh, and we see the fact of the work of the Spirit is what the Spirit does uh, as He quickens us uh, in salvation. Uh, the fourth one we find in verse number uh, 3, He says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see uh, the kingdom of God. Uh, We have right in there the fact, the need of life uh, for, uh, uh, for every single man, woman, and child, and that is to be born again. That's why I say it's a one-size-fits-all uh, for everybody. Uh, and uh, verses 14 and 15, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, the way to eternal life is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, not just believing that he lived, but believing that he came and shed his blood. Uh, He died and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. The gospel message is believing. It's not just believing he was a good man or believing that he was a prophet. It's believing that he was the sinless, spotless lamb of God who came and shed his blood because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Jesus did that for me, and Jesus did that for the young couple that got saved, and Jesus did that for the hooligans uh, in, the, in the subway parking lot uh, in, in Eatonville, uh, and for your ornery neighbor, uh, and, and for the, the people in the homeless encampment uh, up the street from your house. Are you following me? It, 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 they need Jesus, and you know Jesus. They need the words of life, and you have the words of life. Amen. Yet we, we shut it up, and we don't, we don't say anything. Then we see the, the consequence of unbelief in verse 18 and 19. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Uh, you realize that when you tell somebody that they're a sinner, you're not condemning them. They're already condemned. Uh, and uh, you're, you're just giving them, giving them the truth. I've had people slam the door. Uh, I've had people tell me, who do you think you are telling me this or that? And you, and you should be tactful and kind and, and loving and, have, and, and speak words of grace uh, to people. And, 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 I, and I really like to ask them what sin do they think that they've done that, that hung Jesus on the cross. And uh, I've had somebody say, well, do you think I'm a sinner? Uh, and I said, well, let's look around for a little bit. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, let's, uh, you know, beer cans everywhere and whatever. The pot smokes is billowing out of the house and lines of Coke uh, sitting there on the, on the coffee table. Um, I'd say, yes, sir, uh, you are a sinner. Well, how dare you come and condemn? No, 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 I'm trying to help you. The Bible says that if you don't believe, you're condemned already. I'm not, tell, I'm not condemning you. I'm, I'm informing you that you are condemned. Uh, but God loves you and, and, and he wants to save you. And this is the facts. This is the truth. And, and, we're to, and the word of God uh, is truth. And then uh, the last one, here's the evidence of our faith. Uh, and that is that we serve him and we work and 
Uh, and we read about that, uh, verse 20, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh the light, lest his deeds be reproved. But he that doeth the truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest. Uh, you know, we, we don't do things to get saved. We do things because we are saved. Uh, our works are evidence of that. So I've said all that, all, all, everything I've said this morning to get us to this, this point. Um, you can get frustrated um, with being in this present world. Um, or you can just recognize that there really isn't anything that you can do about any of it uh, except for win one person to Jesus and then, and then win another person to Jesus. Uh, and, and then they do it and, and, and you do it again uh, and to tell people that it's the truth of, of God's word. God, we're, uh, I'm a separatist Baptist, but God's, and, I, and, I, and I don't want to be worldly. Uh, but God sent me into the world just like he sent his son. And he sent you into it as well. Uh, and and, and you, can, you can like it, you know, whatever. I'm lo- uh, how many of you are looking forward to going to heaven? Uh, and how many of you, if the Trump sound today, man, that would be great. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, I've got to stay up all night cooking brisket. And if I can get out of that uh, with the rapture, um, I'm, I'm all in. Um, but you know what? It may not sound today. And there are people that you know that need Jesus. And you, and you know him. And, uh, and so you just say, God sent, God's, God sent me to them. You have all the authority of, of Scripture and the Word of God behind you. You say, well, people aren't going to like me. They don't like you anyway. <laughs> uh, you know. So just embrace it and to be a gospel witness to people. Do you know somebody that needs Jesus? Would you pray for them today? Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And we'll be back in John 17 tonight looking at this prayer a little bit more in depth.